Welcome to part two of the Romance Planning Podcast. I am Leslie Welch, and with me today is my husband, who I married in 2001. Oh, you got it. Adam Welch. There he is. Okay. I had to school you on it a little bit. I know. Our our wedding date. Yeah, well, you know, I I am in my 40... I'm pushing 50 now, so... The old memory sack is not what it used to be. Same old story. The men always care about the dates and are more sensitive so about, you know, it's just so the true. sentimentality is more important to the men than the women. Well, and all, Such men, a cliche. men are just generally better than women at everything. They're better just from an emotional perspective. Oh, emotionally, definitely. Physically, uh, mentally. Yeah. Beautiful. Physiologically. They're, like, they're more beautiful. Beautiful. Thickly. Yes. Anyway, so part gastrointestinally. <laughs> part two. Um, I I don't even know. So we'll quickly. What don't re- you know? Can we'll I recap the end of part one really really quick. Better be quick. We had an epic long episode last time. So Nevada and Johnny Roulet went to meet the Queen. Deserves an apology. Really. I'm sorry. Nevada impressed the Queen. They got into the papers. She definitely learned how to be a lady. And then Ben Robin, who is Johnny's friend from overseas, came to their hotel room after the whole big reception and paid Johnny $1,000 because it was all a bet. Johnny bet that Nevada would be able to pass as a lady, that he could whip her into shape. And Nevada was just heartbroken and then said goodbye to him forever. And that was the end of part one, because now Nevada's heart is hardened. She is no longer a child. She has learned the hard lessons of the world. Yeah. It's kind of like when I was in sixth grade and I had two girls after me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll I'll let you finish. Let me know when you're done. Okay. I'm going to go get a drink. I'll be right back when you're finished. All right. No, baby, I'm listening. Okay. Please. So I do girls after me. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, um, you know, they wrote me a note together. Well, they kind of wrote me and Joss Whedon a note. Oh, together. okay. But, and they were like, listen, we both like you. Oh. Um, You need to pick one. Oh. Do not flip a coin on us. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Yes. You've never told me that story. Well, I just remembered it now. OMG. I was like, well, me and Joss Whedon, because they delivered it to him, and then he brought it to me. There's always got to be a go-between, a middleman. Yeah, you can't have... You don't just walk up to somebody. There's no face-to-face. Kid comes out of the blue like that? Come on. Yeah. That doesn't happen. You got to have a buffer. Well, so what did you do? Did you choose one? Okay, listen. What? You had them both. No. Well, we know you okay. were a sexual yes, like, yes. stallion back both then. Yes, yes, I sixth yeah. grade, yeah. No, there was never any, like, debate. <laughs> it was kind of like, the whole thing was like, uh, that's an embarrassment, because obviously there was one, mm-hmm. and then there was the other one, which mm-hmm. was like... Meh. Less than that. Oh. I'm like, well, I mean, I don't want to be like, duh, <laughs> you know? Right. So that is so weird. Yeah, but it's like, are they gonna think we 
flipped like shouldn't this be obvious don't flip a coin over me like no it came from both are over us yeah so i'm like it, it it how does number two even like think that's a possibility like there's even a Adam, women are not in your crazy heads knowing what you're attracted to. Anyway, I sent Joss Whedon back. He's just like, it's you. And then he kept walking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is terrible. Children are the worst. They really are. Relationships with children are the worst. Anyway, that's not a good way to start off a relationship because that lasted about 10 days. Oh. Maybe two weeks. Did you get back together with this woman then couple times okay i know who it is thank you you're welcome <laughs> that's funny i like that story <laughs> Ew. <laughs> how, how have you become the gross one i don't know maybe part two has made me into into you it's so gross <laughs> you're normally the classy one i know <gasps> There you go. Now did you, you just play that? Yeah. Did no. You, what did, how I'm did you get my sound that. effects? <laughs> oh, that was you? You so, are disgusting. You disgust me. That's, thank you. Um, okay, so Nevada now, chapter 26, is in New Orleans. She's returned to Louisiana. And she is looking at the statue, statue of General Andrew Jackson. Just like that, she's back in Louisiana. Well, I mean, time has passed, but yeah. Mm, okay. She After she got in the fight with Johnny, she went back to New Orleans, which, okay, whatever. I don't blame her. I guess, like, you're not going to go back to Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee. Right. So she stood alone at the iron lace-trimmed balcony of her luxurant Pontabella, or no. Luxurant? Pontabla. I don't know any of these words. I don't either. I'm not familiar with this building. Don't care. I'm sure it's a real building in New Orleans. I'm sure. Which, um, yeah, it's on St. Anne Street. Is it still standing these days? I don't know. You've been back there since Katrina, so. Oh, you haven't been there? No. I was just curious. Like, I know. I figured we'd go in October for my brother's wedding. Some things have been torn down. Yeah. Is that one still standing? Um, I think so, because, yeah, it's, if it's in the square where the General Andrew Jackson statue is on St. Anne Street, I, I'm assuming it's okay. Is or? Was. No, it, that one's still there. Still there. Yeah. Mm. It's, um, that's what I was looking at before this episode, because I couldn't remember. People want them to tear that one down, but that's one, just because he was a slave owner. But, Andrew, I mean, you're going to have to take him off. He's on, what, the $20 bill? You're going to have to erase a lot of history for all slave owners to go away. Um, (laughs) Right. Well, seriously. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson. like George Washington. The list goes on. Yeah. Everybody um, everybody. that founded this country. Right. So, uh, yeah, the mayor of Charlottesville. Maybe this is their pull to, like, get Donald Trump on all of our currency. Jesus. Kind of like, you know. Kim (laughs) Jong-un. I wasn't going to say it. Um, No. The mayor of Charlottesville. I just hope he has like a parade of, you know, like his missiles going down the street, like on Independence Avenue every day so I can watch it. You know, there are pictures from the 50s that look like fucking North Korea and they're in Washington, D.C. So just saying. Okay. Well, but I mean, government buildings are very The mayor of Charlottesville looking. had a rebuttal to the whole like, we're tearing everything down in New Orleans. And it's like. You don't just erase it and pull a 1984. Was it 1984, Eurasia, Europa? Yeah, we've always been at war with Eurasia. You don't just tear them down. You, like, 
rehabilitate the space. And it's like, here's a thing that used to happen and provide the context for it and be like, this is why this was bullshit. You know, you right. don't make it go away. You don't allow it to recede into obscurity. You make it stay there and you right. say, here is horribleness and this is what it looks like well i mean not really to bring this to the gas chambers but you know like dachau and and all of the concentration camps they didn't tear them down and like put a park there they left them and you walk through them right and it feels like death it's awful there's context there because it's not like they're right outside city hall and it's just the hustle and bustle it's just just a thing like you go there and it's like this it, is what it was. It's a really tricky situation for me, the tearing down of these statues in New Orleans, because, you know, I have a lot of family down there and they have a wildly different opinion of this. So me being like a Yankee, but like the having half of my family live down there, it's just like I'm I kind of feel like I'm torn in the middle. You know, not that I think slavery is a good idea, but I just mean like culturally. I kind of understand what they're going through. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. that's why this Charlottesville deal is like a compromise where you don't tear it down. Right. But you don't just leave it there as if like it's okay. Yeah. You leave it there, but you provide context. Right. And the mayor of New Orleans, his big argument is that they were put there. The it, The intention of them being put there was by white supremacist groups to like kind of intimidate and right. you know be like no yeah sure you're free and everything but we're but still here don't you forget. in the in right. the shadows don't you fucking forget right and that culture is definitely like that feeling it's is alive and well. definitely in the deep south it's alive and it well. is alive and well that's why providing context right. will change that intent or at least like over time maybe change the intent right. Uh, yes. Anyway. All right. So, so that's Nevada been romance bleeding. <laughs> that's that's our podcast. Twenty six. Um, oh, yeah. Have a great weekend, everybody. We're, right. So Nevada's living in you know, and it gets interesting or interesting or interesting uh, about it because well, you did all three. What am I supposed to say? I, oh, I just totally stole your thunder. I'm that's such like a bitch. me stealing your crispy chest hairs. You're just right. turning into me. Basically turning into you. Maybe you should read the chapters. I don't want to read this And book. explain them to me. No, I'm with Marsha. Might... I never want to read this book. <laughs> Nobody wants to read this book. I'm doing it for you. You're That's my in public the service. Work. So, yeah, Nevada like, kind of befriends the Andrew Jackson statue, weirdly. I don't know. Did you really just say that? Yeah, why? She befriends the statue? Well, it's like kind of her little, she talks to it. You know, because she doesn't know anybody in New Orleans. So she's like, she goes out there and talks to the statue of Andrew Jackson. He's her friend. I'm a little afeard for Nevada Jackson right now. Okay. Well, she wishes she was. share the same last name, but I don't think that's a reason to talk to an inanimate. Well, she's out on her balcony crying and it's like. She let her tears fall. There was no one to see her cry except old Andrew Jackson, and he wouldn't tell. She cried because she missed Johnny, and she cried because he did her wrong, and she had cried. She cried because she would have to make it on her own. Blah blah blah. She sounds like a man, just Wham. always crying, <laughs> always Wham, crying. So Wham, emotional. Wham. So emotional. Yeah, and then that's it. I get so emotional, baby. Now you're filled with song. <laughs> Okay. But I don't know the words.
hurts and you probably would. Every time I think of you. Okay. Ain't it shocking what love can do? Nope. I'm done. After tonight, November 20th, 1876, there'll be no more tears wasted over Mr. Johnny Roulet. That's what she tells Andrew what Jackson. Was it, 1876? November 20th, 1876. Because remember, they were there for the 100 year anniversary yes, I remember of the country. It, like it was yesterday, actually. Mm-hmm. I was standing on my toilet, hanging a clock. The porcelain yeah. was wet. I slipped, hit my head. Yeah. And when I woke up, I had a vision of the flux capacitor. No, of romance planing. Oh. Wow, Doc. Of this, of this, this is what makes time travel possible. It really does. Romance planning. It was the day of the game, the big game, the game for which he had traveled to London. Oh, so we're now we're like hanging out with Johnny. Oh, boy. Um, he wondered if he could win without Nevada, and then he's over at Lady Ashley's townhouse, and he's like the hell with Nevada Hamilton. He'd been gambling since he turned 14 and had won plenty of money since then. He didn't need anyone. Never had. Okay. And then Lady Ashley is all like, darling, something wrong. I woke up and you were gone. I grew worried. Just not sleepy, he said. Has some of the shine worn off of Lady Ashley's labia? I th- <laughs> well, it's all the pearls. She's constantly putting pearls down there. I know. <laughs> Pearl necklace. Yeah, dog. Okay. Um, she's like, it's the rain. You Yanks tired of our frequent rains. You Yanks. Oh. That's supposed to be insulting, but like, I don't care. Yeah. So my friend, this is funny. My friend Nina at work, I thought there was a bed bug on my desk today, by the way. I haven't told you this yet. There was it, a bug on my plate at work. Ew, really? There's never bugs on the fourth floor at work. Right. I'm on the ninth floor. Right. And like, there are no windows that have been nope. opened in that building since it was built in right. whatever, 1964. I had a little tomato from my Taco Bell, and there's a big bug. I have a picture. I'll show you the picture. Actually, the FAA building was for the opening day was the day JFK was assassinated. So what year was that? 1963. Okay. So that's how, that's the last time that any window was opened. That's an old building. That's an old building. Anyway, I thought it was a bed bug. And so my friend Nina, who is Norwegian, but she grew up in, like she went to school in Great Britain. She goes, get some cello tape. <laughs> Capture it in some cello tape. <laughs> cellophane tape? Short for cellophane? Yeah. Cello tape? Cello tape. Cello tape. And so I was just like going around the office being like, I've got my cello tape. Cello tape. Anyway, I like it. so then she said, and then she went into the pharmacy and I asked for some plaster and they didn't know what I was saying. You Yanks are all funny. Plaster? Yeah, that's what they call band aids. Plaster? Plasters or plast plasta I don't know. Yeah. Plasters. Plasters. Yeah, anyway. Wow. You Yanks tire of the rain and you have to catch your bed bugs and cello tape. Which Do you know what they dip their French fries in over there? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I dip my French fries in mayonnaise, so whatever. Yeah, I dip everything in mayonnaise. I love it. When I say everything. Uh she did not use Duke's mayonnaise. You know what I mean. <laughs> House. Now, well, you know what I now, mean. Now, right? this podcast is over. You know. You're done. <laughs> like, I don't know if I hate that more than anything. I think I do. Oh, laughing softly, Lady Ashley knew just how to calm his jitters. Yep. She stepped um, behind him, pressed her naked body there. And then she ended up with a. Yeah. Um, he just stood there smoking his cigar while her skillful hands moved down to his flat belly. 
and she be she began to rock her pelvis forward against his hard buttocks. What? It's his what? buttocks. Yes. Come on. Yeah, dog. No, no. Why am I saying that? I don't even know who I am. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't know. No. I'm no. grossing myself out though. No, canine. No. <laughs> No. Okay. Forget your silly old card Never game. Never go full at him. <laughs> Never go full at him. Think about this. And her right hand encircled him and began gently sliding, caresses up and down, up and, and up again, up and down and up again. Think about that. That was sexy, wasn't it? Yeah. And she smiled when she heard his yeah. sharp intake of air. <gasps> oh, that was good. <laughs> No, not yet. Let me touch you this way until neither of us can stand it any longer. What? <sighs> She's like getting turned on by like rubbing, rubbing his, his penis. She, is it his penis? She she won't be able to stand it any longer. She's just going to have like a an orgasm just from rubbing. Like, wow, more power to you, Lady Ashley. But Hey, if it's easy, then great. Okay. Uh, she molded his responsive bot. Thank God it's responsive body into a beautifully formed rock hard erection. There you go. <sighs> Come to bed, Roulet, said she, and he did. Bam. Over and, and over, over and over again. Okay, so now we're back in New Orleans, um, and that's the end of the chapter. No, unfortunately for you. Okay, so then she had returned. It tells about how she returned from London with Miss Annabelle. And they, being two single ladies, could not live in the French Quarter alone without a man around for of protection. Not. Duh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nevada found Stryker. Our old friend Stryker is back. And he. His talents were many and varied. He could cook as well as the best Creole chef. Ride like a pony expressman, sing like a baritone opera star, shoot like a marksman, fight like a pugilist. What's Pug- a- pugilist? It's Pug- a boxer. Oh, I learned something. Yeah. Pugilist and spin tales with the best of imaginative storytellers. He's just—he's a Renaissance man. I don't. He is a Renaissance man. I just wrote that down. What? I wrote down st- Striker as a Renaissance man. Oh, I know you. See? Yeah. Um, he I can don't do it all, but I don't know this striker fella. I don't remember him. What he was on the Moonlight Gambler. He was like the one who she was, was born the bouncer and raised with him. No, w- when she was on the riverboat, when she didn't know she was a prostitute, accidental hooker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Way back then. Yeah. He was the bodyguard, and he was the one who was like, "Hey, if Johnny Relay gives you any trouble, let me know." Oh, I'm, too yeah. bad he didn't just throw Johnny Relay into the river right yeah, there. That would have like, saved us this whole book. End of book, and then right. we can stop. <laughs> then you'd be happy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with um, Striker, Striker also got around, but that doesn't mean what you think it does. It just means within 24 hours of his arrival in New Orleans, every river rat on the levee and every moneyed swain in the city knew the formidable Striker. And we're still talking about this book. Right. So he's there to protect them. And then blah, blah, blah. And then Nevada ends up meeting a new friend. Oh. On a cold December evening with Miss Annabelle by her side. They go to this reception to 
and she meets the Honorable P.T. Beauregard. P.T. I mean, Beauregard. I don't want to give too much away. What? I don't want to get into that. What, that you... I don't... I... Okay. Anyway, it's funny because the statue of P.T. Beauregard came down on May 17th in New Orleans. And here he is in this book, live and in person. Oh, the actual character. Yeah, like he's, a, an, real he's a real person. Oh, oh, shit. That means that road is named after him. Yeah. Oh, shit. I mean, we've got all of that stuff around here in Northern Virginia. And honestly, I can't believe that it's been stood for for this long. Me either. So roads might be getting renamed. Well, think about the name of the football team from Washington. The Redskins. Don't. Oh, what? Don't say it. What, are you going to erase that from history? You don't have to say it. It's oh. already there all the time, everywhere. Yeah. I don't need to keep affirming it. Right. Especially since they're my mortal enemy. I know. You don't like them. But, yeah, so P.T. Beauregard, I mean, we've got like a whole Mosby plantation neighborhood. We almost bought a house on Traveler. Right. The horse. Was that Lee's horse? Or Stonewall's horse. I can't remember. One of them. I think it was Lee's horse. I think it was Lee's horse. Lee's horse. Think about that as one word. Lee's horse. Lee's horse. Um, I got that a bad... It makes you think of Lee Cooper's horse. I got and a... And then no, I miss her. No, it's like a viral infection. It's like I got a bad case of Lee's horse. Oh. <laughs> you know? No, I don't think... He's it... suffering from an acute case of Lee's horse. Okay. Well... You pronounce it... Or you spell it like Lee's horse. Like L- L-E-I-S-E. Yeah. O anyway, R-S-E, so resource. Beauregard is like talking resource. her ear off and trying to smooth up on Nevada. He's kind of an old, crazy old kook. And then this somebody, this girl, kook. Denise Lede of St. Louis, sees Nevada getting, you know, trapped by Beauregard, but not like in a bad way, just in a sexy, you know, ooh, hey, little girl, like my grandpa, I guess, trying to be like... <laughs> You look pretty. I'm going to tell you all about my property. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, Nevada's totally not into him. Anyway, so then I she meets- I don't know how you couldn't be. This Denise girl, and they become best friends, and like instantly. Hey, little girl. Hey, little girl. Did you know? Be- oh, and then, so they end up meeting at the statue, statue of um, Andrew Jackson, and then they go on a big shopping spree and like have the best of times. Oh my God, this is so great. Denise is like, did you know that the best cafe au lait and beignets in all of New Orleans are served at the Cafe Dumont? I did not know that. Okay, right. Was I supposed to? Wait, are you, baby. What? That's like the lamest freaking thing ever. What do you mean? Well, of course, Café du Monde serves the best. That's like what they're known for still today. What it's is? It's like the lamest. New Orleans? Yes. Or where Café do you go? Du... What? Café du Monde? Like to go to get beignets and coffee. Café au lait. You go to New Orleans. Well, obviously, but you go to Café du Monde to get it. No, I've never heard of that. Oh my gosh, baby. Come on. Are you kidding me? I mean, go ahead and judge okay, me. Okay, I'm not I'm judging here. you. I'm here I think for the he judging. went there when you were there. Oh, maybe it wasn't open because it was like Hurricane Katrina. Nothing was open. Right. There was the stench of dead bodies around. That's Nothing true. was fucking open. Yeah, I don't think you were getting beignets back then. No. Okay. We were getting like you were staying at the school for the dead blind body beignets and had to bring your own food because there was no food there. There were pieces of plywood with That's the right. 
crosses on it indicating how many dead bodies, oh my what gosh. the status was, and like the FEMA number. <sighs> There's no beignets. I've never heard of this place. Okay, you're right. So, I'm sorry. I forgot you were, you were literally there. You're so worldwise, and I know nothing. I'm sorry. Oh, well, no. All right. I didn't realize Cafe du Monde was such a thing. I've yes, never heard of it. Yes, it's like the big, you know... It's the big thing. It's like going to Coney Island to get your hot dog from Nathan's. I would love to do that. You've done it. I've never done, done it. it. It's really good. Yeah, it's like going to Philadelphia to get a cheesesteak. Right. Pats or Gino's. Listen, I'm I've not. I've done that. It's rare that I give Nan Ryan a pass for her bullshit. Okay. I give her a pass on this. Alrighty. You know? It's give like shorthand. Pass. New yeah. Orleans, you go to Cafe Dumont and you get your beignet and your crawdad etouffee or whatever well no it's like a it's a bakery kind of coffee shop there, okay. there are no crawdads i don't going think on it's there. a real problem crawfish yeah no. i think you're overdoing it with the criticism no. you get you one. get the crawfish etouffee at the delmonico's <laughs> anyway. i wasn't born and raised on the river in the south so all right so yeah anyway they um they become super best friends and then they start talking about Miss Annabelle and King Cassidy, and they realize that, oh my gosh, we've got to get these two people together. So that's going to be their new thing, that Denise Lede and Nevada, now that she's not thinking about Johnny Relay all the time, now they're going to try to play matchmaker by getting King Cassidy and Miss Annabelle together. So there you have it. story is ludicrous. And then uh, here, Nevada's... Oh, Nevada says um, she would never let her heart be broken again. Never. She's done. She's done with love. Sounds like a boring story then. Yeah. It's going to be pretty boring from here on out. So that was the end of chapter 26. Did you learn anything, baby? Oh, shit. Yeah, I did. Awesome. I know that sixth graders make the worst relationship partners. (laughs) I know when and when not to tear down monuments. Um, I know that sometimes it's okay to sing a little song. And I know that you never, ever, ever go full Adam. Mm-hmm. I know Stryker's a renaissance man. Yeah. I know Leesource is like resource. <laughs> and I have become acutely aware of how unaware I am of Southern institutions, a la Café du Mont. Okay. That well, has that the excellent. best beignets and lattes <laughs> and scones. Café au lait. Café du Mont. It's bon. not, not cafe. It's cafe du Mont, not cafe au lait. Well, that that's a I cafe learned au lait. that today. That's a coffee with cream. That's cafe with milk. du Mont. Yeah. That's all right. You'll yeah, learn. You got it. I'll learn. Someday. I'll figure it out someday. Yep. Well, that was great. Thank you for joining us for this exciting chapter, and we will see you next time for the next chapter of Romance Lenny. I'm Leslie. <laughs>